0: Outward Bound is an outdoor education program that helps participants to discover their full potential. Their mission statement permeates all they do, to strive, to serve, and not to yield. In learning how to sail, they nurture the spirit of discovery, what it looks like to strive no matter one's age or stage of life. Included in every trip is some intentional service component, getting to know the community, Getting to know the community leaders and working alongside nonprofits who are essential to community flourishing, elevating service to the level it deserves. Throughout the journey, whether it's 13 days or three months, whether it's on land or on water, Outward Bound makes space to discover the fullness of gifts and growing edges that each participant brings, not yielding as a matter of principle. At the end of every expedition, participants are offered a small pin as a reward. In describing the significance of the pin, participants are given a final choice. Each is welcome to receive the pin with an explanation of how they felt they had earned it and what it would mean to them when they saw it in their daily lives. Or participants can opt to leave this phase of the journey committed toward continual growth towards a goal that they have identified. They can choose to interpret the work of striving, serving, and not yielding as a new framework for their continued self-discovery. Those who take their pins upon completion of the course are well-celebrated, as they should be. Enduring and thriving in the midst of the challenges presented is remarkable. But there is something more to be said for those who view the challenge differently. I have an acquaintance for whom the pin will likely never be attainable. The focus of her growth is the relationship she has with her brother, which has been troubled in the past, but more recently, simply not as full as she knows it could be. The finish line is not something she will cross and then feel as though she has accomplished her goal. Rather, she hopes this pin and all she has learned will serve as a reminder of the lifelong process of growth, that comes with relationships. It was this process of earning and continuing to be motivated by what is possible that came to mind when meditating on these challenging, challenging words from Jesus. I will not falsely soften the blow of what he says. They're harsh, harsh words. But they are fitting words because there is no legitimate way to soften the call to discipleship. I think the hardest truth that comes with this word is that this call to discipleship is not for everyone. There are countless examples in the Gospels of Jesus healing, preaching, and feeding those who have assembled. And after these miracles, Jesus turns to them and says, Go now, return home, and tell them what the Lord has done for you. Or, go, your faith has made you well. Jesus does not beckon all to follow him because the cost is too high some of us are called to be witnesses to the disciples and thank god for the witnesses to the disciples exemplifying the countless ways in which the church needed their unremarkable persistent witness some who heard jesus's harsh words that day knew they could not follow him They had possessions or more likely people that they cared about. And Jesus was clear they would prove to be insurmountable barriers. Here's the thing. Those people who are blessed, healed, or fed and then dismissed by Jesus did more to share the good news than can ever be measured. My suspicion is that you and I have a lot more in common with their faithful witness than some of the other more well-known biblical characters. The everyday moments in our lives are not exciting enough to make good stories, but they are the substance of commitment, love, and faith. They are the substance of that which makes us who we are at the end of our days. So I wonder whether the witnesses to the disciples looked anything like our faithful witness. I wonder whether in those rare quiet moments when their spouse had fallen asleep and the kids had collapsed from exhaustion, They dreamed about abandoning the daily grind to follow Jesus. I wonder whether in moments of difficulty, when there wasn't enough money, the disease was progressing far faster than expected, or their child was not thriving, they took comfort that this life was not all there was. I wonder whether when things were not going right for the community, For even humanity, they would return to others who had experienced Jesus and be encouraged to stir up good trouble. I wonder whether stories about a neighbor in need caused them to gather up their things, not all of them, but still a robustly generous gathering, and share what they had with those who had lost everything. In each of these moments, I see evidence of actions that point towards a far greater vision. Now, it's not difficult to admit that the examples of Jesus' mother, Mary, and the Apostle Paul feel a little bit more like fiction than reality to you and me. Or within our lifetime, the examples of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Mother Teresa, and Desmond Tutu feel comically out of reach. But it is the unnamed, unremarkable inhabitants of the towns to which Jesus traveled who have more to offer than we may initially realize. This gospel message can feel exclusionary and defeatist. What is the point if we're not willing to give all of it up? But the truth and hope of the gospel is given fully and freely to all of God's people, not just those who follow. Jesus compels us all to share the good news, the blessing of eternal salvation that was felt far and wide and belonged to all whom he encountered, and all whom they shared the stories with. This morning, I wonder whether it might be useful to reframe our identity as witnesses to the disciples, always mindful of that for which we are striving, which is discipleship, but not defeated by the enormity of the task before us. Might we be comforted to know that the work to which we are called will happen over dinner tables and on walks and in school hallways and even during our commute. It is these many unremarkable moments that serve as a faithful witness. We will always have the example of Mary and Paul, Bonhoeffer and King, the Teresas and the Tutus, and as witnesses to the disciples. We have as much a role to play in sharing the good news of the gospel in all that we do. The author Madeline Langle wrote, Everything that we do either draws the kingdom of love closer or pushes it further off. Everything that we do either draws the kingdom of love closer or pushes it further off. So let us turn our attention this morning to this small unremarkable moments that draw the kingdom of love closer. Amen.